This is a HeadGum Podcast. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We listen to Pressing On by Reliant K and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. This level of foolishness and joy. <laughs> Consider the source. Hey. God, consider the source. I love to beat everything. I need that noodle thing left. Wanna get in the bathtub? Consider the source. I'm a fan of my mom. Consider the source. Stop Satan! Bite the dust. Well, how do you feel about that, devil? I'm a feeling mighty good. <laughs> Whoa! We, we had to pay tribute. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have Good Christian Fun. That, of course, was a tribute to... One of our fallen soldiers, Carman, who passed away. This is our first main feed episode we've recorded since his passing and uh, Mr. Limbaugh's passing. Yes, as well. Patreon subscribers got a heavy amount of discourse on the the, the finale of Carman. We had a Kevin memorial service. I don't know if if listeners were old enough to remember the Princess Diana memorial service from the '90s. Elton John's "Candle in the Wind." We did our version of that already for these exactly. great men who we love <laughs> and co-sign everything they've ever done and said. <laughs> so, yeah. The little snippet of the Rush Limbaugh guitar solo in that theme song. I I don't like that you did that. That was very triggering for me. Yes, um, and the goal is that a bunch of listeners will be triggered and our numbers will plummet. It's called separating <laughs> the wheat from the chaff. That's right. <laughs> How much dedicated. trauma can you withstand? Can from, you press on? Can you? <laughs> hey, come on. Oh, my Lord. Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, the movies and the music and the entertainment made for and made by Christians and sometimes just about Christians, but we're not here to make fun of you. No, no, no. We're not here to make mm. you go to church. No, no, no. We're not here for an altar call or an invitation to Bible study. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, but we are here to have, you know what? I'm not going to dox what this was, but I was in a group Zoom context that was not religious. It was irreligious last night, but it was of a tenor that felt so similar to being back in Bible study in terms of listening to people politely who may or may not have senses of humor and, and having good <laughs> resting listening face and yet like yes and, and affirmations and snaps. I was in that context again. And uh, even for uh, those of us a little de-churched, you can't enter into it voluntarily if you want to for some reason. I don't no, know why no. you would. And Kevin just withering on the vine of like 10 minutes of sincerity is just hurts you know it's hard it's tough <laughs> oh come on i can be a sincere person i will say i was the only one uh who was playing with his virtual background during the uh during the proceedings and kind of they your didn't, calling card they didn't seem to like that they didn't know who the person behind me that i'm displaying right now was uh which is of course pop star star embarrassing and singer for them Allie. 
Yeah. Um, Consider the source. Caroline, your heart good? How's your heart? My heart's good. How's your heart? You know what? I am disappointed that Allie didn't consider the source. And Jackson Maine no, should have considered the source of the criticism about him from that evil British producer man who made him, uh, you know, hangy wangy at the end. Yeah. You know? I think, wow, not a great way to put that. But I think that um, <laughs> Allie really did consider the source. And the source was being true to herself and liking people in their genes. And so, actually, she's a great example of considering the source of her own power. It's really Jackson that didn't consider the source enough is what yeah, we're finding. Yeah. He lost touch with the source. It's The source is what's inside of your heart. That's absolutely true. I think that's why Mr. Baldwin was trying to communicate <laughs> in that video that he put out. Uh, the source we're considering today, though, is early aughts punk pop nostalgia in the form of a song called Pressing On by Reliant K. We're doing singles ministry. It's Reliant K. Our favorite Rhodes Scholar, Matt Thiessen, back in the mix again. He's here to mm. give some insights. Are you smarter than Matt Thiessen? <laughs> Are you smarter than a Thiessen by a Jeff Thiessen. Foxworthy coming to Fox? A question we always try to answer. <laughs> Ooh. Um, but we're not here to do this alone. We do need the help of a special guest, a very special guest for a multitude of reasons, friends and folks. She is a singer-songwriter. You may know her from her excellent series on Refinery29 or her new EP, Preacher's Kid. You gotta give it the hell up for Grace Simler. Yeah, baby. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Dak. I'm really honored to be here again (laughs) on almost the exact year anniversary. Let's talk about that. Yes, we were talking about how the Lord does work in mysterious, uh, beautiful, (laughs) serendipitous ways. Grace was our last guest we saw in the flesh, not over Zoom. Yeah. It was the last person we recorded with in our studio slash Caroline's living room. And And we were all afraid, and we didn't know if we could hug or touch. Um, It was very confusing. We didn't. We We, did not. We did not. Do you guys remember my very embarrassing attempt at safety as well? You put socks on the microphones. I didn't put socks. You put your husband's clean bandanas. Yeah, clean bandanas. And uh, I do remember Grace very graciously said, "If you guys need toilet paper, let me know," because it was already at that that point. It was already at. If you need toilet paper, let me know. Point. Crazy. Yeah. Well, it was, we really didn't know what was coming. Mm-mm. And so I had, we'd already scheduled that we were going to be recording together. So I wanted to honor that appointment, but it was just <laughs> getting to that point of like, you shouldn't be seeing people. Right. But we didn't know. I mean, maybe it was like probably March 16th or 15th or something like that. It was pretty early on. We recorded on March the 12th and then we locked down like wow. three days later. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And my wife was so anxious Boy. when I left to go meet with y'all. Oh, it gosh. was like, and it was rainy too. <laughs> oh, no. it was, remember, it was all rainy. It was very yeah. ominous here in LA. So it really did feel like I left and I was like, farewell, my sweet. Like, I didn't know like what <laughs> anything meant. I was like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> going to brave the plague. <laughs> and obviously, it, it's really wonderful to be back with. Y'all again, uh, almost exactly a year later. Um, but it is very surreal as well that just like looking back on the last time that we were together, it was a yes. different different time. Very and surreal. I, um, it's very strange. Very strange that like this is 
where we are a year later. <laughs> no, yeah. I know, but we've gotten so used to this format. I, I don't feel I, I'm sad to not be in the same room as my friends, but also I'm not like this sucks. Like I'm like, this works. We're having fun. We laughed a whole lot before we turned the mics on. Uh, mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, mm-hmm. you know, so it feels a lot more natural than I would have like predicted. Yeah, oddly enough, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It yeah. Does, yeah. You remember how easy it was for your brain to get used to constant notifications for the rest of your life about 10 to 15 <laughs> years ago? Now your brain right. is getting used to constant screen people over screens for the rest of your life, yes. perhaps. Also, My sister I- has like a baby son who has, he's only, I think, a year and a half old now. And like, he only really sees me on FaceTime, but he smiles and he's like happy to see me. And I'm like, this is what he thinks and aunties are like it's someone on a screen you know that talks to him briefly and then hangs up you know (laughs) it's crazy I realize I can uh, use the pandemic as an excuse for me being too lazy to travel to see my brother and his family because I've not seen them in quite a long time. And I will say like, yeah, I just, you know, I miss seeing my niece and nephews safety and safety. And I miss my sister-in-law and brother. And people can say like, yeah, so has it been like a year? I'm like, no, it's been four years. (laughs) I really, you know, this damn pandemic. It would have just been three, I promise you. <gasps> I'm so glad nothing happened to you, Grace. Like, in the course of you doing our dumb show last year. Like, imagine someone dying for a podcast. Uh, someone oh, yeah. falling in the line of fire. Uh, well, I hope to what, die I mean, for this I podcast. I think we all started thinking about that. You know, like, is this the thing that... Is this the risk that is going to mean that I'm risking either my life or the people in my household or like my friends and family that I see? Mm-hmm. And I do love y'all very much, but had I gotten sick from Good Christian, I'm not sure that we would be doing this again. I would have been like, I hate this podcast. I'm never doing it again. But thanks to Caroline's bandanas, here we are. <laughs> yeah, no, the safety was uh, all time high. The first You're line welcome. of defense. Our You're welcome. I am, well, I am an essential worker. I am a protector. I'm a healer. Man, and our lives have just changed so much in the last year haven't they uh there's all there's measurable progress for all three of us that we can talk about accomplishments that all three of us have done chart topping incredible breakthroughs (laughs) i will say you grace you were telling us about uh your piece for refinery 29 that at the time had not come out it came out three months later which was the dark state of of christian music Right. Um, in which you interviewed people who had left the Christian music scene or were forced out in uh, Dan Hasseltine's case from Jars of Clay. And, and that piece came out so, so well. And people should check it out. It's really Definitely. lovely. Yeah. And it and I remember being really excited about that because obviously I grew up on Christian media and Christian music. And I really was excited to ch- sort of check back in with the industry and sort of see um what is going on there now and sort of how exclusionary and regressive in my opinion has it become and who are people that are being left out and who are people that want to break in and i am really pleased with how that episode turned out and then again sort of like right after that we went into lockdown and i'm alone with my thoughts with a piano and a guitar and i started like writing, like writing a Christian record about my own frustrations with the Christian music industry. So it really has come full circle. And then Preacher's Kid came out in, at the beginning of February. Yes. And wow. watching that piece now, the video piece that you did for Refinery29, it's such a origin story and prequel to the EP Preacher's Kid because everyone's saying so like, there's got to be someone who can have a voice. <laughs> and in, in the piece for those, and everyone should watch it, but for those that haven't watched it, Grace, and then who 
who is who is your first interview subject in that? The Our woman? first interview was with Lauren Deleary, okay. who was in a band called Love Collide. Um, and they were sort of forced out of the Christian music industry when they came out as feminists and sort of pushing against purity culture. They were like, no, like this is wow. not allowed. And so she and she and I have stayed in touch as well. And we have like since like wrote music together and like we're, we're I consider her a good friend of mine. And we were having these conversations of like, I can't believe there isn't this space like this is so shitty. Like I we need to have more diverse perspectives in a genre. This is the only genre where this is allowed to just be so exclusionary and you know and now i don't know i i it kind of feels like it all sort of happened to me i don't really remember writing even some of the songs and then it just like spat out and there it is it's on it's like on the top of the christian music charts it's very strange well we wanted to have you back on for regular reasons and that's been a year and we loved having you on the last time also we got tagged on every single tiktok you've done for the last six months <laughs> oh yeah 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 <laughs> it's funny because like because of that i have kept track of like all of the progress of your album <laughs> which i don't resent but it was just funny like every time i would get like three tags consistently like, have you guys seen this like you should have her on the show <laughs> do you show. know this person have her on the <laughs> yeah. show for the first time ever and which like, is great i do appreciate so when people do that but it was funny i'm like oh yeah <laughs> i know her <laughs> and preacher's kid the ep is very gcf core in terms of uh, dealing with sexuality, dealing with hypocrisy, dealing with short-term missions trips. Yeah, yes, <laughs> lock-in. Yes, the lock-in song in particular is a favorite of mine. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then talk about. I, I do want to talk about uh, what some headlines called uh, your GameStop move to put it as a yes. Christian genre. And then yeah, maybe well, I can't. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. It was someone else's idea. But basically. I think the Christian music industry has sort of acted beyond reproach in how exclusionary they have been for so long. And it's because it's never really been challenged because there are only certain labels where that are Christian centered. So entering in as an independent artist, I just submit this on like distro kid and really going at this. I recorded it on this mic. This is my only piece of like tech equipment. <laughs> like it's Whoa. this. And like I, Bruce Springsteen making yeah. Nebraska on his, on his four track recorder in New Jersey. I was going to say that. Yeah. We Jersey. were all going to say there you that. Go. <laughs> Very similar to that. Very similar to Bruce Springsteen. The, the comparison comes up all the time. Um, <laughs> and, um, Anyway, so because I was able to submit it independently, um, I didn't have to go through those gatekeepers who would have turned me down, who would have been like, no, mm -hmm. you can't sing this on in Christian music. Like, this is not allowed. And I think that sort of got people excited about um, sticking it to the quote unquote man, because the Christian music industry is is not run by God and the Lord. It's run by <laughs> typically cis, straight, older white men who are really, really rich and don't really want you to know that they're operating just beyond any sort of level of accountability because they can just shuck it off and be like, no, I'm operating in service of the kingdom. But actually, like, you're just kind of being a really horrible person and um, being very, like, oppressive and marginalizing to people who want to be heard. So I think in that sense, people were like, by supporting this record, I mean, there are people that were like, I really am not a Christian and I don't care. And I honestly don't, like, love this record, but I want to buy it <laughs> because I think it's like it kind of makes a bit of a statement to an industry that 
probably needs to hear it. And I'm like, that's great. I don't expect everyone to like my music. And I'm I'm still here for um, just like having a go at it. And I hope that my example will encourage other people who feel like that there's no space for them in Christian music to write their own projects and put it out independently and know that people mm. will champion you and that your stories deserve to be heard and that you shouldn't limit what genre feels true to your expression just because certain people in positions of power are telling you that like you're not valid like that's mm-hmm. bogus and i think it's okay to like force that hand a little bit and so in that sense it, it is like game stopping or the other comparison that i heard too is sort of like lil nas x with country music mm-hmm. um because oh, his yeah because <laughs> yeah, old town road is absolutely a country song but in comparison to other country songs that you're hearing on country radio today they're all using trap beats and trap drums with country country instrumentation that's old town road that's a country song and he sort of forced their hand in that conversation it's a similar type of thing that we're doing now of like i'm talking about christian a christian faith from a queer perspective from a different perspective i'm theologically different than evangelicals and i'm allowed to be here Mm. come at me like like that type of thing (laughs) I imagine like a big part of this like the success of getting to the top of it too will be able to prove not not to these labels that you necessarily even would want to have like be representation or whatever or like represent future queer Christian artists or whatever but to prove that it is financially viable as well which is like what it all comes down to at the end of the day right yeah well because that's what I was told to my face by a Christian music executive was that there was no market for these stories that this does not come up their audience is not interested in this Mm -hmm. and it just doesn't like exist and I think that we've shown by going number one Yeah, it does. People are really interested in having complicated conversations about faith and wrestling through a toxic Christian upbringing. I mean, hello, this entire podcast, the community that y'all have built. It's so gaslighting for people to say this doesn't happen. This doesn't exist. Everyone's really hunky dory and happy. And that's probably just a you problem. And you should go to the singer songwriter chart. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, I'm writing about God. I'm writing about my experience with God and people who pray to the same God that I do that then turned around and abused me. So you have to listen and I'm allowed to do this. And while it's just been a a breeze. <laughs> it's just been so fun. <laughs> no, it, ha- it has been very rewarding, but it, it also has been taxing in ways as well. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. It, on the subject of the charts, Caroline, it, it is time for a segment we've done on the show before, which is, hey, what's going on with Lauren Daigle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lauren Daigle has been unseated from the iTunes charts for number one. She's been up there for a couple of Welcome years. Whenever to that number two, whenever Look Up Child came out, however many years ago, maybe 2018 at this point. Maybe three I think it was 2018. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you took a Dago bite out of her for a week. Share. We just got her for it was just about a week, <laughs> but it was still it was still a significant week. I mean that record. I, it's been on the top of the Christian charts for, like Heaven was saying, years. It's mm. like a, which is insane. Yeah, she's like the biggest truly no star bigger, of Christian like, music. Like other big Christian album that could like unseat her. Like it's crazy. I mean, it's a good album. I liked it uh, personally myself, but just like wow. <laughs> Has she sent you an edible arrangement saying, "Congrats, sister. Welcome to the charts." Has she <laughs> no. reached? Yeah. Oh, no, really shocking. I- But I I really wonder, I think the other thing that I think about too is by increasing visibility of other people of faith who fall outside of these like rigid 
like parameters, whether it's like your purity culture or toxic masculinity or you're queer or something like that. I think by forcing visibility, I'm hopeful that people who are privately affirming will sort of view this as like an invitation to be open with how you feel. Because I've heard so many people and people have like slid into my DMs and been like, I need this to be confidential. I can't say this publicly, but like this is how I feel and I support you. And who are those people real quick? Exactly. So I have a list. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No. um, So, and I think that that's encouraging because it means that like people are like looking for those conversations, but I think it's also frustrating because it makes me think like, okay, how big do I need to get? I recorded this EP at home. How much support do I need or do other artists like me need before you think it is socially acceptable and you've weighed the business decision to come forward and do the right thing? So I think that that's like what I'm kind of wondering with with Lauren and with like John Foreman and like Matt Teeson, like other really prominent Christian artists, if they are affirming, if they're not, then like this doesn't really apply. But if they mm-hmm. are affirming, I'm wondering like how much visibility are we gon- going to need before you feel safe yeah. before you feel safe enough to like come forward and support us. Which is, Um, uh, it's frustrating also on the level of like, if they are even privately affirming or whatever, it's like, do you want an audience that would abandon you for like, (laughs) you know, affirming the queer experience? Like, do you want to keep those people if that's the reason that has kept you, you know, in your, in your quietness? Well, they got houses too, you know, so that's the unfortunate kind of ugly consideration. They've got what too, you said? Houses, mortgages. Mm, right. <laughs> Be- yeah, well, what it, what it reminds me of, some of this applies, some of it doesn't, but the kind of thing I thought I would never see that we we saw a little bit in terms of capitalists meeting social justice concerns with corporations like Nike or the NFL being like, we actually do believe Black Lives Matter and we're all for this, <laughs> yeah. is because yeah. it became financially and culturally untenable to not say that. So what yes. is the Christian, because it took a horrific tragedy and and then an uprising in a true authentic grassroots movement for that to happen mm-hmm. in the former experience. So in this experience and what you're talking about with, with where queerness and Christianity meet, what will it take? Is it gonna be these incremental things, these like small mm-hmm. little things that, that eventually add up? Will it be, like yes granular over time or will there be these huge seismic events that then push the overton window all the way over if i'm using the phrase overton window correctly (laughs) yeah no i think i that's what i wonder as well and i think that's sort of what i'm very determined to continue pressing on about if you will because i i want to know and i feel like there's something something sort of transpired my life i i am a person of faith so i do believe in sort of like Uh, like I've been talking to my wife about it's so weird how like it really feels like God's hand was sort of over this entire situation where I went to Nashville filming a documentary series not knowing that it would eventually inspire this EP that I'm working on and now I'm writing all the time and I'm so inspired to continue sort of pushing this issue that I didn't even know was going to be on my heart Mm -hmm. a year or two ago like I had no idea Mm -hmm. and so I think that I am now uh, asking the exact same thing Kevin of like how hard do I need to work knowing that I'm like kind of ready for it? For some reason, this is just like, because I think that culture and music specifically really does shape 
um, social change and it really does inform structural change and systemic change, which is something I'm very passionate about. So how can I do my part through writing this music to have Christian leaders, um, Christians with a platform, use that platform to lessen the harm that has been done to a marginalized community? And I, and I think that I've sort of figured something out and I'm just sort of writing about that and exploring that because it just sucks that someone with the platform like a Lauren Daigle or a John Foreman wouldn't recognize that like you could save a kid's life. Like you could like you have no idea that like your your music, unfortunately, is the soundtrack to someone's trauma right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. So so think so kind of like consider what role you're playing in this and then how incredible it would be to just be overt with what you believe. If that's what you believe again if they're not actually not affirming then like none of this applies yes well right. i mean yeah yes definitely in terms of taking a stand you could mitigate a lot of hurt and pain and you could save a kid's life and then in lauren daigle and sean fuck's case you could probably end a person's life too with a maskless rally <laughs> as they are <laughs> continuing to do uh yeah gosh it's also like even for them on a personal level like i want their internal values to align with like the person that they're presenting as well like that is also painful for them if we're gonna feel sorry for these artists as well and I think it will take a big artist like finally turning or it'll take a big church like finally turning honestly like a like a hill song or like something like that because you're right like in the Christian music industry and also in this like pop church industry also it is still accepted that they are non-affirming of like Mm -hmm. gay people and queer people which is just so so much of secular culture is like you know eons past that at this point and it's so bizarre and frustrating that like yeah that this is still socially acceptable and so popular mainstream christian stuff and I, I know that has to be double frustrating for you. And I also like respect deeply that you're like, yeah, I'll take up this crusade. Like I will do this. It's inspiring. I like it. And also like I am ready for the fight and I will keep going and like force the conversation. And I, I appreciate that you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It means a lot to hear because sometimes um, it's like kind of like good days and bad days. Like sometimes something will come across my radar. I really try and tune things out and I'm pretty good at it. But sometimes something will come across like last night that just was like annoying. And I am really fortunate that the majority of the people in my life that I know, like my friends and, you know, people that are supporting what I'm doing have been so encouraging. And that does kind of go a long way because People can be quite nasty on, I don't know if you've heard, but the internet. No, no, no. Sometimes it can be yikes. Watch out. (laughs) Yeah. Big yikes. Oh, I wanted to ask, because you've done a brilliant job marketing yourself on TikTok and marketing this album and everything. Do you feel like you've gotten different reactions on like your Twitter promotion versus like the TikTok audience? Yes. Can you tell me about that? I'm really curious about like what Well, TikTok is... my favorite. I love TikTok. It's my favorite app right now. I don't want to jinx it, but I've really been enjoying it. My algorithm uh, for, is For just... the listener at home, Caroline just gave a you're welcome gesture. Like she invented <laughs> TikTok. She the did. Video. She was like, of course. Kevin, please, please rewind the tapes for like, I don't know, four months ago when you're like, TikTok is bullshit. I never like said that. TikTok was BS. I never said that. I'm sorry. No, I mean, race. my algorithm is just like chef's kiss. I actually share an, uh, an account with my wife because we kind of got it skeptically when quarantine started like oh let's just check it out we didn't really think we'd get into it and now 
we, I mean, I'm, it's mostly me on there, but also we get a little like Lizzie content, which is great. Um, the people love some Lizzie content. It's like her making a lobster roll, being extremely cute. And then it's me like raging about Christian music. So it's a wide ranging, <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's a good mix of things. <laughs> but I re- like TikTok has been really encouraging. I love seeing other people's creativity. Like people will, if I put like a, a snippet of a song, people will duet it with their harmonies. I've had people like wow. clip out sections of my song and turn it into a totally different song for themselves, which I think wow. is just brilliant. And then um, the I, Twitter and Instagram have not been um, have I mean they've mostly been good. Like honestly, I'm really fortunate that most of it has been very supportive and encouraging, and people who are resonating with this project. But it I get a lot more sort of like block chunks of Bible verses on Instagram and <laughs> right. on Twitter. Yeah, and from Justin Bieber. Specifically. Yes, from specifically from <laughs> Justin Bieber. Mr. Um, Baldwin. And YouTube has also been kind of a hellscape. I turned off my notifications because I did a oh, really? really sweet little release show for my project. My friend who used to work at a mega church did the smoke and mirrors thing, harnessed his powers for good. And, like, he's a really good friend of mine. Oh, and he like great. put on my release show and it looks <laughs> an am- like he, we put on such an amazing release show. I was really proud of it. I was a little nervous. I'm new to singing publicly, so like I was nervous. It's not my best vocal performance that I will allow and um on that video it's just I it became YouTube would like just all the notifications would pop up and be like disgusting abomination <laughs> like Whoa. like all all this stuff was just like popping up popping up and Lizzie was like you have to turn that off because yeah. it was like just like going just and going. Just a long list of cruelty. <laughs> yes, just a long list of, of um, names. And so... I feel like there's a lot since... of precedent for abuse and harassment on YouTube and, of, of course, on Twitter and someone on Instagram. I don't know what the big harassment cases are well, on TikTok. Well, you can't harass on TikTok, but TikTok also limits the length of your comments, which I think somehow like stops people from being able it's to go true. on a diatribe. But it's you can still true. get definite hate, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But know, it's, it's, it's you only get like I think 30 words or something like that. Yes, it's like because pretty I slim. have maxed it out many times. <laughs> <laughs> when she was leaving. Which is comment. really helpful because people will write helpful. essays in like an Instagram comment. Oh my Just like gosh. absolute essays. Yeah. And so for I I've, I need to get better and I don't know what y'all philosophy on this is but I would be interested to learn I think I'm I think I've just sort of decided that I'm gonna quietly just block people I'm not gonna respond to anything I don't want to like extend that amount of energy but I also think that if they're coming to my page and writing out like so much stuff then for them I want to I think it's smart to block them as well and kind of a considerate thing because they're spending so much energy just being mean to me Mm. they can't feel good about that of doing that that doesn't like fill you in with any level of joy or contentment so i'd rather just like i'm gonna block you so you can like go back to your life and tend to your friends and family you know like i'm not it's not that i'm triggered i'm not gonna stay up all night and it would be fine if i was triggered by you like spewing hate at me it's not really that it's just that like we don't (laughs) this isn't productive for any party no one is coming out of this feeling good yeah i love that you're like you know i'm gonna actually set a boundary for you as well like you won't even for their benefit ultimately or it's gonna slow them down like they're gonna have to go find me on another platform (laughs) they're gonna find me on youtube and i don't know how to turn off (laughs) like i'm so confused with how they keep finding me. you can't block people on a youtube video like from commenting or viewing your video Maybe you can, but the comments can be 
the comments were kind of so mean that I just didn't even want to go to each single one. Oh, they like also they, so, yeah. so basically, I think a few people made videos about the project, which is how they like got sent over to my sweet little release oh, show in my living room. Gosh. And so it made me like especially sad because I really was doing my best at this show, and it was just like people being like, "You sound like a dying cow, and you're going to hell." <laughs> and so, and so, um, now which one of those things hurt more? <laughs> um, actually, it was uh, it's you know touche. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Have have a cow tattoo so i come by that honestly um so i was a little bit like what do you know about me like i sound like a dying cow disrespect for cows i'd say yeah but because it was so overwhelming i didn't want to go through every single comment and like yeah block all of them That's because there was more of them than there was of me <laughs> so oh i'm so yeah. sorry no that's don't okay that. it's totally fine i hope they don't listen to this because i don't want them to know that i noticed because i haven't responded to <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> hey uh if any of you are listening to this or hate <laughs> listening to this grace actually didn't even know what you said and we don't even care and we're not even talking about you we're talking about another video it was a you, different youtube video for and you a different should go spend some time on yourself <laughs> yeah that's that's Thank a you, nice Carol. kind of built-in protection against true trolls as far as podcast content goes because it's so deeply embedded in a hour and a half long audio file. <laughs> yeah, there's no transcript of our podcast either. Copy and paste or clip something <laughs> out or plug it in. Right. You know, it's it's pretty critic proof as far as that goes, which <laughs> is why we're to, we've thrived. I feel very safe. Thank you. <laughs> They'd have to put in the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. At that point, they're a fan. Come on. At that point. <laughs> yeah, at that point, they're, they're okay. Like, you know, this is my base. <laughs> yeah, like if they're 45 minutes in. <laughs> You're Hey Arnold and they're Helga for sure, if that's the case. Like, come on. Let's be honest. Let's not get around Whoa. Yeah, about that's it. about it. So I... Um, but the, the positive is that your EP is great. And I really enjoyed, like, the specificity of some of your lyrics and everything. And, and that you really accomplished that idea of, like, I'm going to insist that my faith is here. It is Christian. And it is unique. And it is queer. And it is complicated. And there's questions and all of that stuff. And I... I thought you did that beautifully. Thank you. That means a lot to hear. I really appreciate that. Yes. I think Jesus from Texas is maybe my favorite song. Thank you. That was, I think, the first one that I wrote for the project, like not knowing what the project was. I was going through, um, like I was going through something with a friend of mine and it was like pretty bad. And the, and it was around the election and I was talking to my mom about that and how she didn't remember Stonewall. And I just remember being like, that's cuckoo bananas (laughs) because that was a major like cultural reset that you were fully like living your life for. It wasn't like you were 12, you're 20 years old. Um, So... Yeah, so I think that that's interesting that like that song seems to be a lot of people's favorite as well because that was truly just a, a stream of consciousness song of like this is what's happening in my life and like this is the place I'm writing from and then everything else sort of flowed from that expression. I feel like I am so in so many ways the target audience in particular for an EP like this. Not even just like the content like we're talking about, but also musically. This is so up my alley. It's freaking got an address there. And especially <laughs> just like some of the production stuff and the stripped down spare acoustic stuff is totally my yeah. thing. And even it's like grungy acoustic is how I say it. Like grungy like mixtape acoustic type of feel. Totally. It's like Very what if Julian Baker had a, a little more specific <laughs> 
specific older sister or something like that. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love Julian Baker, so I, I do love that comparison. That and Bruce Springsteen, I hear it all the time. Julian and Bruce. Well, Julian loves Bruce, so there is a direct line. I've listened to full wow. podcasts where she's talked about like Darkness on the Edge of Town is my favorite album, and here's why. Blah, 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 blah. Wow. So the, that's not it's, nonsense. That there is something to that. You're in the family. I know. Everyone buy a Jeep listening to this and uh, don't drink and drive also. Uh, I'm, I'm going to embarrass you. I'm going to read some of my favorite lyrics, especially from that song, which is, I cut my hair because I'm worth it. And these days I believe in Bigfoot more than God because who's he hurting? Another couple, he goes, my best friend found God, so we lost touch. I guess a savior beats a friend who thinks you're good enough. I hope she finds love and peace. And if her kid comes out, I hope that she calls me. That's the sort of thing I don't know if it's been put into song before you did it. I don't want to overstate that, but that's just not something I've heard before. And that that, that particular breed of heartbreak that a lot of us know, and especially you and your own personal experience have known by being Mm -hmm. the kind of person existing in the space that you have. So it's a real gift to put into music, and we really appreciate it and listening to it. Oh, yeah. Thank you. It expresses a lot of relationships I've had too. <laughs> so yeah, I get that. I'm oddly emotional. That means so much to like all full circle. Like hearing you like read lyrics back to me after like just being on your podcast. Like the timing of it all, it just yeah. feels like very. I don't know. It's just like it kind of warms my heart. And I don't know. I just really appreciate you guys, and I, I really so, appreciate that you enjoyed the the project. And I'm yes. so so grateful that you're sharing it on your podcast as well. So it deserves it. I mean, half the audience is already into it and saying like, "Have y'all heard this?" And we're like, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. So it was, so it, was a, it was a demand we had to answer. It was a demand. People were placing <laughs> demands. We had to make it happen. People were threatening um, to cancel So you're saying that you do owe GCF uh, a great deal of your maybe inspiration, success. You're credited in the liner notes for sure. Okay, thank you. If you, if you read, it's like small, small print, but you're in there. I haven't gotten a copy of that liner. <laughs> it's a, um, it's a, it's around. I'll, I'll get that to you. I'll okay. run that to you. <laughs> I'm just going to Photoshop it real quick and then I'll get that your way. <laughs> well, the oh EP gosh, is Preacher's Kid. Where do you prefer people listen to it? Do you prefer that people buy it on iTunes? Because we'll tell well, them to do that. I'll tell you what. So we already climbed the iTunes Christian music charts. I have a new goal if any listeners are trying to help me. We are trying to break into Billboard Christian, which is going to be very difficult. So with that in mind, stream it on Spotify if you can. All streaming helps. All of it really does. Mm -hmm. It really, really does. But Spotify specifically reports to Billboard. And so if you are a listener and you're interested in checking this out, um, Spotify is what I would love to see those streaming numbers kind of go up for and i want to kind of like almost check the boxes like we did itunes okay cool we didn't hear from yeah. you like let's try billboard okay cool well like how big basically like i want to like check all of them and see <laughs> yes. um how far we can go so that would be very very helpful oh great i mean it could be easier Spotify. Spotify. All there the time it is. Anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. great. I know where that is. Hey, we're on Spotify too, Caroline. That's right. <laughs> I've never checked anything about that. Make a playlist. They give you <laughs> okay. stats if you have a if you have a podcast. They give you stats. I don't think I've looked do? at them. I'm I'm oh, sure they're they're probably <laughs> sure they're, they're not, not depressing. Uh, we're, doing biz- we're doing business talk over here. Yeah, yes, we should wrap time. it up. Uh, Grace, <laughs> you should be proud of this. What a wonderful project. Thank you for Truly. making it. Thank you. Um, Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. 
It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time once again for another edition of Singles Ministry. It's Singles Ministry. See, Grace, we're both artists here i, I wrote well, that jingle uh oops <laughs> we're both artists in equal <laughs> in equal control of our crafts as was just <laughs> straight no i'm the yes. real odd man out here as, yeah. as a musician mm-hmm. uh we talked about audio adrenaline the last time you were on the show and i think yes. we touched a little bit on relying k but since that time You've had a little bit of direct personal experience, maybe. I have in in a in well, actually in a indirect, but kind of as direct as you can get in COVID. I did collab with the guitarist from Reliant K, Josh Neck, um, through a project that I also did on TikTok called Queer Christian Cover Band, where I would just make these like really homespun acoustic one minute or less covers of big Christian songs. Mm -hmm. And I did Be My Escape, which was um, like, I think the first cover that I did. And then um, he sent me a video over Twitter of him like playing a guitar part. And I added it into the final video and we collabed and we've stayed in touch ever since. And he's very supportive of Preacher's Kid. And there's another guitarist that was in, guitarist or bassist that was in Reliant K also, who's like reached out and stayed in touch. No word from Matt Thiessen yet, but I am not giving up hope. I am truly not. I will not end this crusade until I'm on stage (laughs) with Matt Thiessen and a pride flag. Like that is my dream. I I will say, I I won't speak too much to his experience, but I believe he is busy getting his PhD in uh, quantum physics right now at Harvard. (laughs) So he's just very, and books and paper in the library you could be extremely right about that because i he's so elusive like even people who have spoken to who would know like people who are plugged in who've like toured with him before yes have said that they really don't know what he's up to and that he kind of does his own thing and he's a bit of a like sort of a a hermit if you will and just kind of keeps out of everything which is perhaps enlightened in a sense, like he's not really on social media or anything. But yes, I his last get Instagram his post attention. was three years ago. But wow. we can make... yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so is he happier with that social media? Probably. I don't know. Is he married? Well, Does he have a family? Invite him on the show to find out. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta. We got Kirk Cameron on. Now we can trick other people into Kirk Franklin. coming on the. Oh my God, oh, K. Caroline. J- You've been infected F- with my with the Caroline disease. We we had <laughs> Kirk Franklin, different than Kirk Cameron. Holy yeah. moly! Although so. you, your jaw did drop for Kirk Cameron in excitement. And I'm <laughs> sorry to see that go, but uh, yeah, I 
think Franklin was a much better get in a way. And, you know, uh, Kirk Cameron, he's he's moving. You know, he's busy. He's on his way to the frozen state as we speak, probably. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he won't be in in L.A. for much longer anyway. Mm-hmm. No, and we do need him to be in LA for the Zoom connection to work. It will not yes, work if he's out of Los Angeles I County. Just, it's exactly <laughs> it's very precarious. <laughs> That's how internet works. Absolutely. <laughs> We've talked about Reliant K a little bit. We covered that. Uh, we covered, of course, Mood Rings back in the day, way back in the day, almost four oh, freaking gee. years ago. And we talked mm-hmm. about the mm-hmm album. We did not talk me mad. about this song, Pressing On. Caroline, had you heard Pressing On before? Are you familiar oh, with this song? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Oh, I mean, from from second one uh, upon the relist, and I was like, here, here we go. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like this. I was shot back to being in the back of the van with my most Christian friend and her mom, who would always play <laughs> Christian radio only, and that was kind of a lot of my exposure to CCM in the early days. Otherwise, I did try to avoid it best I could. Um, but yeah, this was this was everywhere. This was like the song. This was the moment. It was the pump up jam. Yeah. And also it's one of those songs that was okay in Christian households, but you could kind of fool, as I have experienced doing, your friends into not knowing it was a Christian song, which is <laughs> yeah. crucial if you want to be cool. You could just pretend like it was this indie band they'd never heard of before. And it's not entirely a lie. I mean, they're not like indie <laughs> at this point, but you could, I, I remember using this on um, a, like a high school Real at the end of the semester or something. Hell you know, yeah. you like yes. set it to music, and I remember using "Pressing On," and people were like, "Oh, what's this song?" And I was like, oh, "Is this little band?" Like niche. you would have known them. Yeah, niche. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're headlining Cornerstone. I was like, "You would have known them." Wait, can I tell my That's end of the year um, highlight reel slideshow story yes. real quick? Kevin used to be kind of the video editor of the youth group, not to brag. He's kind of the video guy. But this this is not for youth group. This is for our theater department at Kingwood High School. So this is class of 2006. And in addition to a video that I made for whatever the one act was that year, I also made a slideshow with all the pictures and stuff from all the productions that we showed at this banquet with all the students and their parents in attendance. The song that I picked, though, is a... (laughs) I needed to pick a song that would, like, last the whole thing, and I didn't even put that much animation on it. It's one I really farted out. Animation? I didn't put on any, like, keyframes or any zooms or anything. Yeah. Oh, oh, gotcha. I thought you were, like, animating this. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't put MC Scat Cat in any of the (laughs) pictures alongside everybody. But it's it's a song called White Lines. Do you guys know the song White Lines? At all? I I don't know it. Okay, you might know it from the once the bass comes in. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's a fun little catchy song that I think I remember watching for the first time on Veronica Mars, the uh, television show starring everyone's favorite Christian Republican, Kristen Bell. Um, it is a song about cocaine. And That's we, not true. Uh, <laughs> we don't know it's not, not true. About Miss Bell? Uh, we'll find out. 
I don't we know. don't know it's not true. I don't know. I think I just get conservative vibes from her. Yeah. Interesting. Well, they were both okay. very Centrist. silent on election day and on the day that the election was called uh, last year. Oh, they posted, but it was not the post you'd want to see. It was see. silent, yeah. though, about the really? actual issue at hand. I've yes. never, I don't really follow any of them on social media, so I had no idea. That is, that is a, a sobering thought. Gossip oh. girl? No. <laughs> The Bell Shepherd compound is full of dark secrets, so just just know that you know you don't need to you don't need to keep up with them. Please don't follow them. You know, just okay. l- let it spin out of control eventually on its own. I'll yeah. wait for the Hulu documentary. The Hulu yeah. documentary that's like mo- how Monica Padman escaped, and it's her like talking about how she was a- <laughs> honestly probably. Ooh, so anyway, or she's the one they'll have to escape her. White Lines is a song about cocaine, which became abundantly clear six minutes into the slideshow when it was just like a lot of sniffing and snorting sound effects set across this like White Lines. The police is gonna come after you. Don't do it. And it, all the parents oh. were just awkwardly shuffling in their chairs and coughing, and it was just like. <laughs> Did you not realize Mind. it, Kevin, though, when you put that I on? I kind of did, but I thought it wasn't that obvious, but I was wrong. It was a bad judgment call as a 16-year-old boy that I made. I um, used to do like the opposite, though, with Christian music. I used to try and convince my friends that it was more dangerous, that the subject matter was like more sinister than it was in some regard. Like I tried to convince someone one time <laughs> that a Five Iron Frenzy song was about big boobs. When Which I was, one? Like, um, I can't remember which one, but it was, it was ugly off, day. Uh, <laughs> Are we talking about edgy material also? <laughs> Pretty <Big> bad. <laughs> Honkin' bad. Judge. Can you imagine just like five iron, iron friends and be like, this next one goes out to the boobs. I feel like they would. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they would like own it and make it really fun. I know they probably would now, but I remember at the time it was, it was electric boogaloo. It was like one of the, off, a song off of that. And I was just really trying to be like, no, this isn't a Christian song. It's about, it's like, it's a metaphor. Is it you can't handle this? Is that what it is? Maybe her boobs are so big you can't handle them. (laughs) I think it might have been that. Yeah. Plan B, Farsa. Oh, there's a lot of contenders on here. Exactly. That record was like full of like kind of songs that I could be like I could you know if they don't listen too closely then like they won't know. (laughs) You massage the questionable material. Yeah, like I wanted to insert questionable material into Christian music. That's what that was what I was trying to do in like middle school and high school. And pressing on, yeah. I didn't even need to do that, which is why I like this song. Yes. Well, let's take a quick listen to at least a portion of Pressing On from the Anatomy of the Tongue in Cheek album from 2001. A sound that I would describe as Amanda Bynes is about to get up to some trouble uh, in the opening credits of her movie. I think we're going somewhere. We're on to something good here. Out of mind, out of state. Trying to keep my head on straight I think we're going somewhere We're on to something good here There's only one thing left to do Drop all I have and go with you Somewhere back there I left my worries all behind My problems fell out of the back of my mind We're going and I'm never knowing Never knowing where we're going To go back where I was would just be wrong I'm pressing on That's pressing on from Reliant K. So good. Still hits. It still hits. 
I mean, it's not, it, it sounds like what it's supposed to sound like. It sounds like they completed the assignment with an A-plus grade for what they were going for, right? Yeah. Yes. This is it a was song like, in- we need some 41, yes. but we need it to be Christian. And so like, they need some 41 or, or as I say, Psalm 41 for Reliant K, okay? Because this is a Christian band, Ooh. all right? <laughs> that's the kind of wordplay Matt Thiessen would do if he were on the podcast yes, right now. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Psalm 41. <laughs> Uh, did you guys watch the music video for this song? Absolutely. Yes. I had it on VHS. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> they made a VHS for that. Well, they had, they had a wow Christian music like VHS of like the hits or something. Mm-hmm. And, oh, nice. Or maybe it was a DVD. I can't remember. But like my dad would like bring home all the Christian content. And I remember when seeing the video for Pressing On and just being like, this is this is cinema. This is like the highest <laughs> form of art. These guys are so cool. I thought they were so cool. Um, and definitely not like the weird because Christian music videos of like the 2000s got very weird because they're so limited in like what they could express. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it was like, very like, do you remember the DC talk video for consume me, which is just so strange. I and, do. Like, it's, it's just kind just of stumbling and, like, around. weird, godly metaphor. So it was cool to just see like, the pressing on video is just like a, a punk video, basically, like a really um, low budget sort of like punk thing. And the band is performing well and they're like just crushing it and they have fans. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just remember being very pumped up by this video and being like, this was everything I wanted it to be. And more. Thank you. <laughs> wow. music. Yeah. And thank you for representing, you know, bad music around the world. You know, mm-hmm. bad, like hard, like cool. Like, yeah. Tough, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, just, like really showing like, yeah, that this is bad. Like this Michael Jackson bad from that song. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The kind of bad we all want to be like Michael Jackson. Yeah. Right, guys? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, just we, like we, that. we all affirm that. <laughs> <laughs> not- I was confused by the video too because, like, the adversity that they seem to be going through is their fan base. Yes, <laughs> like their own fans liking them too much, and then one like, <laughs> I guess, hot girl who really thought she was gonna make it with Matt, mm-hmm. and they just walk through her almost. Yeah. It's, was yeah, that supposed like, to be wow. a Katie Hudson stand-in, do you think? Was that oh, an allegory? Interesting. I mean, she didn't look like her at all. Yeah. Right. Well maybe well, maybe he wasn't maybe Matt had a little more taste than Justin did to Britney in whatever year that was that Crimea River that's came true. out. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's yeah, very they true. Didn't cast out of respect. I hadn't thought of that before, but it really is at the time I was like, This concept slaps no notes. I love it so much. But actually, <laughs> Caroline, you do bring up a good point, which is like they're pressing on, but the only thing that is in their way are their fans. <laughs> we yes. just have to, and isn't yes. that a metaphor for Christian music? Like they just, wow. especially for Reliant K, they just have to get through this fan Prescient. base, and then they can maybe start making music and cultivating a fan base that won't, you know, hate them for saying, "Hey, we should love gay people." Oh my gosh, did we just? This is, is this a deep analysis? <laughs> long con of Reliant K. Well, only from the mind of Matt Thiessen, because such a, a long, incredible <laughs> From the avant-garde. twisted mind of Matt Thiessen. <laughs> and it is twisted. Uh, <laughs> I, it's almost like they have to, maybe maybe another way in, in the, the conflicts being framed is that there's so much approval of man. Approval of man, yes. which we all know from church, you should hate. If someone gives you a compliment, say, no, <laughs> no. that wasn't me. That was all God. You should not right. receive 
or like it all, the approval of man. So the the fans in the music video is that approval, and they're saying no, we're pressing on from this, and we're getting. I think that's absolutely an approval yeah, of a like, different sort. Because mm-hmm. every Christian like entertainer has to somehow square the fact that they are a professional performer that feeds off of attention, but they do not want the attention for themselves <laughs> yeah. at all. You know. <laughs> <laughs> if, if wait, wait, imagine a. A Christian artist. If at the end of every song they say, "Please clap for God," <laughs> like after they perform, they're just, people like are applauding. Be like, just to be clear, that's, that's not. That's that better for be God. for God. It better not be for the guitar riff I that I just did. God. Don't you direct that applause at me. Don't you dare applaud me. You do not have to imagine this. If you go to modern worship services, they say, "Give it up to the Lord" after their songs. They right. do make that I like uproarious. Give applause. it up to yeah to the Lord. <laughs> and it's like, well, give who's freaking hearing it? Uh, you know, whoever or whatever church. I almost said it specific, and then I did not. Oh, um, wow. But yes, uh, the only true like clues it, lyrically that this is in fact a Christian song and not just like. Hey man, first period is hard. You're gonna make it to the end of the day. School's out. Like the only thing yeah. that's actually sort of Christian nature is uh, the couplet adversity. We get around it. Search for joy, and you, I found it. We get around it, and you, I found it. And then mm-hmm. in the bridge, you look down on me, but you don't look down on me at all. So either it's God or a tall girl that he's very dating. tall. Yeah, <laughs> very tall. We're talking like an Allison Janney. We're, we're talking like Elizabeth Debicki. Yeah. You smile and laugh, and I feel the love you have for me. I think you we're going somewhere. We're onto something good here. Oh, which does sorry, sound have romantic. you never heard the laugh of God? <laughs> God just loves to have a laugh. Yeah. He's having a laugh all the time. <laughs> Ooh, what does God's smile look like? The only ima- way I can imagine that is something really disturbing <laughs> and scary. <laughs> like too many teeth. Like a biblically accurate depiction of an angel, which is like every cloud in the yes, sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every oh, cloud yeah. in the sky is the tooth of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> every oh sunbeam after a rainstorm. Yeah. A tooth of the Lord. That, that is, and the tooth will set you free. Um, uh, I mean, so we're, we're exploring the lyrics of it and we're exploring this yeah. rendition of it by Reliant K. But like so many other songs in the Christian canon and then the secular canon, the meaning changes depending on who the artist is doing it. And so uh, we have compiled for, maybe this is going to be a new segment, Caroline, where it's kind of like the cover corner. <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, there's you, Grace. Uh, but, oh, yeah, that's uh, the one that they hate. <laughs> going, to, uh, going to different covers of this pressing. This is also the part of the show where Kevin bullies someone with a really low view count on YouTube. <laughs> it's not bullying if you don't say their names. It's only audio. <laughs> and it, uh, who's okay. to say it's bullying? We're listening to different covers. So this okay. is a cover from Pressing On uh, or a cover of Pressing On from... 2013, this is a trio. One of them is drumming a computer box. One of them is on a small guitar, and one of them is standing in the middle. Let's hear what this sounds like. It's going to be quiet at the beginning. I think we're going somewhere. We're on this Top all I have and go with you Somewhere back there on the 
like this. This is sick. And so on and so forth. Um, okay, that guy is a front man. He like you yeah. can just imagine if he was on stage with like a crowd, he is like feeding off of the energy of just that empty garage and serving. Yes. Absolutely, he sold it. and the comments yes. do attest to that as well as we can see. Oh, everybody's feeling that lead singer. You yeah. guys are pretty cute. Quite a few ukulele covers of this. Yeah. Well. Oh. Jack Johnson approach. I think they worshipfied that song. I don't, I don't like that they did that. Yeah, it definitely uh, is is less. Um, the energy is different, shall we say? Yes, different energy. Uh, mm-hmm. We got another ukulele cover. Which, you know, the, I don't know if younger listeners will remember this, but there was a time that we can remember that between the years, I want to say of like 2007 to 2009 or 10, you legally had to buy a ukulele. It was mandatory law in the United States, especially if you were in rough. college. You had to buy a ukulele. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, a few more covers. Okay, that one's not that interesting. <laughs> Caroline, this Another should pique all of your interest right there. Look at that t-shirt. Whoa, okay. I'm listening. <laughs> Let's see what this gentleman has to say. I think we're going somewhere. We're under something good here. I love his voice. Oh, wow. Editing. Okay. <laughs> this was an eight-camera shoot, Grace. Kind of a musical theater. He's got such musical He's definitely theater. at school. Oh my gosh, he's in Kentucky? Okay. Ah, and we do have a chin cover fun. as well. I don't oh, like cute. this. I'm pressing on. But the most accurate cover, I'd say, as far as that's far. Yes. Okay, I'm going to be issue. I'm going to be sending you an invoice for my lack of sleep from just that image. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And your therapy appointments. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just we'll another GCF account. Yes. Yeah. And and on and on it goes. It, you know, I, I think I think we got our fair share of covers there. The, and song, we can, the song inspires. We see how durable this song is. The song. Mm-hmm. It kind of doesn't matter who the singer is. The song endures even these yeah. nineteen. Excuse me, 20 years later. This song is 20 wow. years old now. That was what struck, struck me as well when I was watching the music video. I was like, oh, these are children. Like at, that, at the time were fully adults in my mind and looking at them, I was like, these are very, very young men. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. That's so weird how that happens. How at the time I was like, these are the people who like know what's up. Like Matt Thiessen like, gets it. <laughs> Matthew Hoops, like these guys know, they get it. They have their lives together. They know everything that I do not. I aspire to that level of like They've knowledge. They've girlfriends. And, yeah, yeah and confidence. And then you watch <laughs> yeah. like the video back and you're like, Oh, they're 19 or something? Like 20? Yeah. Like they're kids. Yeah, it's still clearly like wearing their own clothes as wardrobe <laughs> for the music video that like, like was probably from a thrift store as well. It's like, oh, wow. Now, d- Grace, did you feel the Christianity of the song as you remember listening to it as a child? Or did it just feel like a, gen- a generally perseverant yeah. song? To be honest with you, I tried to not feel 
Christianity as much as possible in the Christian music that I was like presented with. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I really wanted to not because I was making like mixtapes for my like secret girlfriend. And so I needed them to like tone. Yeah, that's the thing that cracked me up was like, um, did you see the singer from Sanctus Real had like a thing about I think he's maybe beginning his like process of like deconstruction or something, but he was talking about how he believes people who have said that they've been harmed by the church, but he's never experienced that harm. And like, he doesn't, you know, it's something that he's sort of like wrestling through. And I remember thinking that was so funny because I'm like, sir, your music was used in a secret mixtape to my girlfriend at the time because of certain religious things would have been a problem for us. And like I had, but I only had your music and other music like it. So I had to use songs like pressing on and like Switchfoot songs were really good because they're very vague most of the time. And like uh, Sanctus Real as well. You have to find the right combination of like, this is not too, <laughs> like my girlfriend is not going to think I'm worshiping her. <laughs> the music I know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it needs to be like, I love you and I adore you and I'm devoted to you, but not like in a really intense, like you are my deity way. You have to find that balance. And so that's what I really appreciate oh, about. And great. also Reliant K would have songs about girls too. And so, or like they'd have Famously. love songs on the record. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had a whole book, actually. I got it. Yes. That, they, yes. Deconstructing a Female Mind. What's the book called? I do. I did buy it. It's on my Kindle. Sorry. Uh, oh, I didn't know yeah. they had a book. It's yes, tough. They, they break down like classifications of girls, like the cheerleader, the vanilla girl, the, I don't know. The, the whore. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, yes. It's like. Um, high school stereotypes I, I have to ask Grace what else was on if you can recall what else was on the mix to the secret yeah, GF well, what did you leaven it with to say like you're not God don't worry it's okay it, it, it was honestly it was pretty rough I feel so embarrassed POD was definitely on there <laughs> absolutely think, she was the youth yeah. of the nation to you yes <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's like P.O.D., um, 12 Stones. Um, I don't think, to be honest, I don't think she loved any of these mixes. Like, I think that, you know, we <laughs> obviously were, you know, we had our little like young love and whatever. But I do remember um, there was a co- one time I asked her like, oh, what did you think of this mix? Because I made like a few. And um, she was like, it was loud. And I was like, okay, you hated it. Oh, I can't, and I don't know what to do. Loud? Her note is, it was loud? Yeah. That's like going to your friend's play and saying, I like the lights. Like, okay. (laughs) You try putting, like, pillar on, like, a tape for someone that you're in love with. Like, it doesn't go over well. It's a miracle that I had anyone that would receive these tapes in the first place. (laughs) Can I tell you the 21st century? Because it's been a long time since either of you have made a mix for someone that you may or may not be interested in. I will tell you the 21st century equivalent of this is making a playlist for someone on Spotify. A Spotify and then, playlist. And then checking to see how many followers it has and it's saying zero. <gasps> it's true. Oh yeah, because if you sent it to them, they should follow they it. They follow it and then it appears in their the playlist. Right. To listen to it, right? right. Yeah. So that is the 21st. I, I've heard from friends of mine. That's how the kids are doing it. Ouch. But we had to like really pluck up the courage and create like a physical thing and like hand it or like deliver it You got to decorate the cover of it too, which is kind of fun. The artwork, honestly, in some ways, like we are still kind of in touch and I have always wanted to be like, just for my own, I'd love to see what I made. Like I spent (laughs) so much time on some of these things. Like I'm not sure if you have them in some ways, it'd be extremely weird if you did, but also like (laughs) she must've known the artistry that I went into. Like, like those, I would make little like, 
pamphlets like these were double cds i would like do all this like writing and intricate wow. artwork and just to like see what my little sweet little 15 year old heart poured out in yes. a reliant k song like i'd be one i wonder like oh yes i'd love to get, get your hands on that somehow okay well maybe if she listens to the podcast I'll, I'll be like listen if you're listening this far in you might as well just dm me and we can you can send them back Please to me and i would do. like to see what i made girl get your records back yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know who I'm parodying right now. Is that Rachel Hollis or freaking Corinne Bailey Ray? I guess it's both, right? Yeah. Didn't oh Rachel my- Hollis appropriate Corinne Bailey Ray culture by saying girl before giving girl, a command? Girl, do something from that. I went down do. the Rachel Hollis rabbit hole at the beginning of quarantine. I had no idea who she was privately or like prior to this. And like, it's a, it was a, there were a lot of YouTube recap videos. That? Yes, sir. I don't what? remember what happened. Can you recap that? Like, what happened with that? I don't remember. I mean, the short version is like plagiarism, I guess. <gasps> um, yeah. I didn't know that. Whoa. Yeah, there was like, well, just like plagiarizing um, like of quotes and not attributing them to the correct source. I think the most egregious of that was Maya Angelou. If I'm, again, like you should <laughs> double, you should like check my work, but I'm pretty sure. And then I think also just, it's basically a critique on toxic positivity and like girl boss yes. uh, culture and how that really isn't beneficial to a lot of people. But then you feel shamed if it doesn't align with you because you're like, well, why can't I be a girl boss? Like, yeah, because of the way yeah. that it's framed, you of course want to meet that standard, but it's actually really yes. an impossible standard. And then she, I think it was something like she got divorced while she was like selling a marriage boot camp, like at the same, <laughs> like at the same time that like, the divorce <laughs> was happening. And kind of messy stuff. I don't know exactly the details, but um, I do remember the girl, like her, the 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 misattribution of quotes and how that sort yeah. of spiraled well, for her. Famously, wow. yeah, it was a Maya Angelou quote and she quoted it as, I know why the caged bird washes her face, which didn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because her book was Girl, Wash Your Face or something like that. Yes. And it was about like, don't be depressed, just get up. <laughs> hey, why not be wide and affluent? You can do it, honey, or whatever she said. Yeah. It's actually pretty easy for me. <laughs> yes, everyone beware. Oh boy. Uh, anything else we want to talk about with pressing on? Anything we didn't cover that we can before we rate the song give it a roaster toast we're good it sounds like it feels like man all right well you know how this works grace it's a roaster toast toast thumbs up we're sending matt and all those beautiful boys to heaven Heaven or holy roast that's when uh they go uh they they're taking an escalator down I don't know why I say I don't know why I personify it too. These people are going one place or the other. It's a song. <laughs> it's I should the song. I should just personify the song. Like, oh no, little song. I do like it though because it kind of ups the stakes a lot. It makes it seem a lot more important. If you think about yeah. five people, <laughs> like something's <laughs> really gonna happen. <laughs> yes, like there are consequences for these people. Yeah, Caroline, we'll start with you. Um, I'm going to give this a space between because, you know, part of me does recognize that this is a jam and it's a bop. And then the other part of me finds it deeply annoying. <laughs> and I had to why? stop it when I was Caroline, like, why is it. it annoying to you? <laughs> uh, but otherwise, I, I don't know. I don't have any really big problems with the content. It's just pure annoyance. Uh, but I do wish them well. <laughs> and Matt Thiessen, wherever you are in whatever hovel in the mountainside, I hope you're having a good time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. We, we're going to turn to Grace now. Grace. It's a toast. It's like got to be a major toast. This is an absolute bop. I have no notes. 
the now that I know now that I'm thinking about it as a woman that is not that is tall but is not looking down on him like a really nice <laughs> woman um, I'm gonna make a mixtape for my wife and include pressing on as the opening track I'm gonna That's make her a playlist a Spotify playlist we love our tall wives looking down on her we on do <laughs> yeah growing up Dream. we were taught not to value tall wives and uh, then we did a lot of research <laughs> on feminism I'm yes. giving it a toast they they got the assignment they completed it with a hundred out of a hundred they made the grade this is anthemic this is an earworm this is the score for a problematic teenage comedy from the early aughts that you have <laughs> some uh, nostalgia for and then you rewatch and it's like oh this is actually kind of messed up i shouldn't yes. i shouldn't enjoy this but I, I do you know they are funny <laughs> zach efron is funny what the hell was that sound I have no idea. That, you guys that hear, came from you, Kevin. Whatever. Did that you guys was. hear yeah. that too? It was the sound I did of hear a child, child wailing. wailing. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Was it Gerber? We did all was hear it you that. nutting or what? No. Wait. <laughs> we <laughs> did hear that, right? Just yeah. yeah we did. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! That could have been a funnier sound. <laughs> the ghost. Some ghost is haunting. I think it was. I think it sounded like Gerber. It was a Gerber. The ghost yeah, of Gerber is haunting Gerber our asses. demands <laughs> airtime. Wait, These Caroline, the, the last time I was here, you said the funniest thing that is literally played in my head is something I, I find so funny if I'm ever feeling down. When you turned to me and you just said, you were like, I was, you were like, I was once like you. I once didn't know who Gerber was. <laughs> <laughs> and you said it with like such a straight face and for some reason it's like something that I always remember like it's been a year and I just remember you were like I was once like you were like just like so sad that you were about to tell me about something. Gerber yeah it was a heart to heart oh, <laughs> oh that was real pain in my eyes that you saw <laughs> yeah you were like I can't believe we have to do this to sweet sweet grace <laughs> There's pre-G and there's post-G, and we're all living yeah. in a post-G society now. Yeah, uh, for, A-G, for better and or worse. We're not the final word on pressing on, though. Go to at Christian Fun Pod. You can give it a roast or toast yourself, so get out there and... Pokemon, go to the polls. We did it. We did it, Joe. Oh, mm. Here, here's something I was thinking about. Let's bring it down now. Let's bring the scents up and uh, dim the lights and light the candles. We all know misogyny is everywhere and the patriarchy is real. Is, Kam- is Kamala a market corrective to how uh, people often criticize Hillary's voice as being shrill, nasal, and annoying? So Kamala said, well, if that's the case, I'm going to talk like honey, baby. I'm not going to be shrill at all. Do you know what I'm saying? Is that possibly her strategy here? I don't know. I don't really like comments on like women's voices and whether they're good or bad or pitting two perfect, powerful women against each other like that. So perfect, powerful women. I'm going to stay out of this conversation. Ah. <laughs> oh. We need to support them. We need to lift them up. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Isn't I'm it? Just... It's the it's the time for the lift ups, right? Like, what are we lifting? Mm-hmm. Is that it? Mm-hmm. That's, That's right. We're just mm-hmm. okay. We're yeah, the yeah. Lights. Good point, Grace. <laughs> yeah. Lift up time, so not a bring tearing down, down, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, they have nothing right now, <laughs> you know. And you're they just, have nothing. You're by ripping the, them. No. By the no, way, already low. Hillary <laughs> Hillary Clinton doesn't have nothing. She has a podcast, and I did listen to it. She has a podcast. Oh, you did. She does, and one of her guests was Sarah Cooper, and she said, Sarah. You've really gotten me through some hard times during no. quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 
Doesn't Bill also have a podcast? Bill Bill well? has a podcast where he talks Stop. to women he assaulted. I'm just kidding. He talks to like Wynn Marsalis and stuff. Uh, yeah, he has a podcast too. Everyone's going to have a GD podcast. Malia Obama is a staff writer on Don Glover's new show. <laughs> Everything's great. <laughs> oh, boy. But yes, we're here to dim the lights, light the candles, and, and not to promote our projects or plug ourselves. We're here to lift our things up to the Lord. We start with Caroline. Who is once uh, again would, shocked? I would like and surprised. to lift up Hilaria Clinton uh, for all her great work. Uh, lift me up at Caroline's Farts. Should you care to do so today? It's a lot about the Mars rover perseverance, and that's the kind of content you're going to get from me. This is uh, two weeks later. I will be lifting up uh, Lupin, this Netflix show about a really great like thief heist show, and it's a French show originally but you can get some you can get dubbed over you can get some captions on there but i've just watched episode one and i really enjoyed it, it i'm fun. sorry caroline a, a croissant just fell out of your sweatshirt oh excuse me i i have been abroad i've i've been to paris twice i i don't like it when that shows yeah. but <laughs> you brought it up paris. so yeah yeah, 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 yeah lupa totally. lupa <laughs> all right we turn it to grace <laughs> yes thank you um i would like to lift up my EP, which is called Preacher's Kid, and my artist name is Semler. That's spelled S-E-M-L-E-R, and you can listen to it wherever you get your music. Mm-hmm. And if we chart on Billboard, then um, I don't know what I'll do, but maybe I'll I'll shave my head and send you hair. I don't know. Yeah, I'm go really go Shanae O'Connor. You don't have to do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> go O'Connor. I just want to encourage people to listen to it. I hope you like it. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Wait, does this reference make sense? You go Shanae O'Connor and then do an Instagram live where you hold up a picture of Kirk Cameron and tear it up and say, fight the real enemy. <laughs> yeah. Please. Yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, listen, if we crack Billboard, who knows? There are no rules. <laughs> there are no rules at this Un- point. Unmatched power. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, terrific. Anything you've seen, watched, or enjoyed, listened to recently that that you want to lift up? Any recommendations? I'm always here to share some queer content for you to consider, and I have really enjoyed The Wilds on Amazon, which is about a group of girls who've been, like, marooned on an island under some maybe uh, dubious circumstances, and gay things do happen. Ooh. I think that should have been the tagline of the show because that Gay tells me more about it happen. than those posters did. Gay Ex- things exactly. happen. Yeah, all that right. That also sounds like it'll scratch the itch that Society Season 2 will never be able to scratch from. Oh, my God. What a tragedy. I'm very sad about you know? that. Yes. Very sad. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, thank you, <laughs> Grace. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. I will lift up Judas and the Black Messiah. Come on. That's a favorite movie I've seen that's come out this year. As we are recording this, we're a month and a half into the wow. year. Good. Okay. Yeah. Gorgeous Pretty movie. Um, okay, so that's me. Oh, and uh, KevinBaconShop.com. Buy some cookies. They're so good. Oh, yum, yum, yum. Munchy, munchy, munchy. Mm. Buy the, if you don't live in L.A. County, buy them for a friend. I'll take them to their house and freak them the fuck out <laughs> on accident. Can I, I, so I can buy cookies? You cannot buy them. I can give them to you for free because you're my friend. Aww. Come oh. on. That's but you also wouldn't know if I did buy cookies. Like you wouldn't if I like changed my name. You like wouldn't know. I wouldn't like, know if you changed your name. No, I mean I would try to figure it out. But no, <laughs> he knows but, your address. <laughs> yes, and it is fun to see uh, addresses for friends of mine who have bought cookies and realize, oh, you have a very nice house. Didn't see this coming. Sitting pretty. Uh, so yes, we love wealth and equality. You can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Go to uh, Patreon.com/slash Good Christian Fun for more Good Christian Fun. 
And if you go to Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a review. And every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. For the month of March, we have a new charity. Grace, do you want to describe what this charity is to us? I would love to. So my friend Faith is starting this new initiative that you can follow on GoFundMe. And let me pull up the photo with all the information. I just shared it on my Twitter. So follow me at Twitter. Follow me at Twitter.com. Follow Grace at Twitter.com. So the campaign is called Open Your Heart to Help House Us. And House stands for helping our underserved sisters equally through supporting the community, facilitating access into transformative housing. And there's all this information on Faith's GoFundMe. And Faith is a really dear friend of mine who's like been out um, basically just helping unhoused LGBTQ plus people get the care that they need, um, establish housing. And this is like a really big campaign that Faith is creating right Right now to try and establish a nonprofit and basically like get caseworkers and compensate them for their time. And if you're interested in learning more, there's going to be a link in the show notes. And I would really encourage you to like check out Faith's work because they're just such a dear friend of mine and they work their ass off for this cause and they're the real deal. So they just launched this GoFundMe. You can be part of it. And even if you can't, I would love it if you could share. Oh, yes. Thank you so much, Grace, for sharing that. And thank you for being on the show today. What a thank fun Thank you so much for having me. It's always so good time. to see y'all. I really like, I've been so looking forward to speaking with you when Kevin was like, just confirming if we're doing this. I was like, yes, we are, Kevin. I love you guys. <laughs> we're doing yeah. it. What a nice A perfect one year anniversary to, to take another slice of your time out of your generosity. And here's what we have to do until the year the podcast ends. We make a pledge. We meet up every March. <laughs> Until the podcast ends to see how our lives have changed. And maybe <laughs> March 2022. I'm not. Yeah, no, you, I'm not it's kidding. not a joke. We will I'll be, be back in March to this. I yes. know. I'll be back. So We're going to do gonna it. You're going to create some sort of other big project in the in, within the next year as Listen, well. Listen. Or who knows? Maybe I'll go viral. But I have some plans. I have some okay, plans. Great. Yes. And God always has a plan. And there's nothing left to say except for an all pots <laughs> people said Amen. amen. Grace, do you want us to go out with a Reliant K song of your choice or a similar song? Oh, come on. Let's choice? do some similar. Okay. That would be fun. Which song yes. would you like for us to go out on? Why not Jesus from Texas? Jesus from you Texas. Brought it up. Hey, I'm all, yes. you know what? I'm from Texas. Well, I was born in Oklahoma, but I, I was, I moved to Texas when I was five. And so I'm technically from Texas. I was born, I was, I was raised in Houston. Well, technically it's Kingwood, which is Please, suburbs just north of Houston. Okay, Hilaria. And so no, I kinda, okay, yeah, you, know, you are a Texan man. And so you like full Texan. Arcade Fire put out an album called The Suburbs, which is about the suburbs of, of Your blood the is Woodlands. queso instead of blood. Yes. We, we get it. And so, yeah. well, okay, so here is Jesus from Texas. <laughs> All right, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. My mom turned 18 in the 1960s And she doesn't remember Stonewall That was a HeadGum Podcast.